This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about NXT UK. We're going to be running down the Impact Wrestling results. We're going to be talking about Triple H unbanning certain Vince words that he got. Damn, I can't stand these words. Triple H, though, we're bringing it back, Dad. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about Sasha and maybe Naomi. Are they coming back tonight? Evidence suggests that maybe they'll be back sooner than later. But first, before all that, let's talk about, God damn it, Vince McMahon. So we've mentioned before that WWE has their own internal roster of talent with lists for which superstars are good guys and bad guys, heels and faces but also lists of who's assigned to each brand, as well as a list of wrestlers who are not assigned to a specific brand. PW Insider's Mike Johnson reported that Vince McMahon was finally removed from the internal roster earlier this week. Johnson added, quote, McMahon had been listed internally as a talent alongside other talents who were not assigned to an official brand, but would make occasional appearances and were signed to WWE deals for example, this is how Nikki and Brie Bella and John Cena would be listed. But McMahon is no longer on this internal roster. I mean, not surprising. God damn He, he resigned. Yeah. And yeah. apart from that appearance at Mania this year, he hadn't been in the ring in any sort of competitive capacity since that match against CM Punk in, uh, in Sacramento on a Raw. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, we were there for that one. That was fun. We were there for that one. The we same night that CM Punk elbowed somebody match. in the crowd. That's right. Because someone else smacked him in the back of the head. Yeah, luckily, luckily it wasn't you, Larson. No. I'd have had your back on that. Been, really? You would have taken it to Phil? Oh, pff, super kick. Absolutely. Wow. You know, probably would have landed around yeah. like mid-thigh on him. I kind of feel like you'd been going to sleep. <laughs> I would have, <laughs> I would have probably that. fallen over, threw my hip out, and then been tossed out of the arena. Yeah, probably yeah. after uh, getting the, the old go to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, man, this isn't terribly surprising. It is just interesting to hear the process of removal of Vince McMahon from uh, WWE, uh, you know, being scrubbed from existence. Yeah, because apparently like he was, you know, he'd have his office to be assigned for that. Well, that's gone now. Like Triple H has his own office and stuff like that. I read that last week, I think. So it just seems like bit by bit they're going through. Oh, Vince is listed here. This is me ripping up the paper Vince is on. Mm, yeah, that that's how you rip up paper. That's, that's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. You need to work on your miming skills, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm a podcaster and not a mime. How about like this? Can you get him to do the box? <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. He's doing the, for the audio crowd, he's doing the rope thing. <laughs> How's that? 
That's good. That's very entertaining. Um, you think they? What did you say? Something about the office? Have they moved his office out with the big dinosaur head? No, 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 of not like his Titan office. Towers. At Titan Towers. I meant backstage. That's what I meant to say. Oh like yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, still no word on what Vince McMahon's doing with all this free time, though. Kind of curious yeah. about that. Yeah, going from working what twenty hours a day to doing nothing. Yeah, because apparently, like th- th- I, we heard this, like back when the stuff was going down, we didn't really talk about it here. That there was a report that you know the the documentary on Vince McMahon was dead, was <laughs> yeah. dead in the water. Not so surprising. that's done with, uh, and everybody everybody is sort of like you know I've seen I know Becky Lynch had a quote about uh, Vince McMahon lately. You know how things are kind of weird, but that you know everybody has faith in Triple H. And and Paul Heyman had some nice things to say about Vince. Everybody's talking about him as if he's died or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess you know, to WWE, effectively, he kind of is at this point. Uh, you know? To a degree, yeah, to a degree. Let's talk about more changes, Triple H, or more changes going on to WWE uh, related Triple H and creative. So we had heard that Triple H had loosened up some of the restrictions Vince had imposed on talents regarding promos. You know, I think we saw that, uh, and then also I think matches. Uh, I think it was early this week or late last week where. Must have been earlier this week that uh, uh, Sheamus and Drew called a lot of their Donnie Brook in the ring as opposed to having it all choreographed out. Right, and I think we've seen with some promos, it feels like talents are are, are freer to kind of improvise and, and and add their own spin on things. But in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer mentioned that the game has unbanned mm-hmm. two terms once considered dirty words under Vince. Meltzer reported, "quote It was noted." It was more relaxed and calmer that the women felt there is going to be more focus on them and the words wrestler and wrestling were no longer dirty words. Talent was instructed never use without authorization. Almost everyone considers that a good thing. I understand the idea of, 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 of calling WWE Sports Entertainment and the wrestlers sports entertainers. Entertainers. Same time, wrestling is very much a part of what they do and I'm happy that if talents choose to, they can say the word wrestler. Hopefully they can say the term professional wrestler as well as wrestling and professional wrestling. Yeah. This is a really dumb question, but whatever, we have time to fill. Is is this like dating the Jericho Appreciation Society pretty quickly? All the Because like their whole thing is making fun of the Vince-isms. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sports entertainment, but that's all Vince. He mm-hmm. just, you know, he wanted to, to nationalize wrestling, so we started calling it sports entertainment. And uh, and they're just clowning, and I think they're pretty damn funny, especially Anna JS. I think she's she's hilarious with the choking out stuff. Yeah, the choking out um, thing is pretty good. It's pretty great. Um, but I, at, at this point, it's like okay, well, they're gonna they're easing up on that stuff. It's not so weird and ridiculous at this point. I mean, look, it's not it, Jericho Appreciation Society is not dependent on that. It's dependent on Jericho trying to tell some decent stories and mm-hmm. the characters and and what they are. But uh, I don't know. It's like nowadays when people are going to try to take pot shots at the silliness of WWE, it's like, well, that stuff seemingly is going to be eased up on quite a bit. It's going to be kind of passe, you know? You know, what they could do is make reference to them as, you know, like the last, the JAS is like the last bastion of sports entertainment in the pro wrestling world. Oh, they're taking over from this is the only place you can get that. That's hey, the like only that. place That's now good. you can get sports entertainment is JAS. Nowhere else mm-hmm. in the world can you get sports entertainment like JAS provides you sports entertainment. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, they're taking and then they get as ridiculous as they want at that point because then it's yeah. not like, oh, we're just making fun of Vince and his quirks. 
Mm-hmm. We can just go crazy with doing all sorts of ridiculous sports entertainment stuff. Our only limits are our imagination at that juncture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, now somebody here mentioned Mayor Planet Houston. We actually did a little bit of research on this. He says wrestling is in the name of the company. Not anymore. It is what's known uh, as a, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like KFC is no longer actually Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just KFC. Mm-hmm. And WB no is just WB doesn't really stand for anything anymore. Doesn't actually stand for anything, yeah. Um, so in a recent uh, interview uh, with ESPN, Becky Lynch spoke about this new relaxed atmosphere under Triple H. So what she had to say, quote, we have the opportunity to change some things that maybe weren't so great that we didn't love. I think everybody's very excited and optimistic because we know that the people in charge are some of the greatest minds in the business. You know, having Triple H at the helm of the ship is phenomenal. What he's done with uh, NXT speaks for itself. What he did with the women's division and how he allowed us to change the business forever speaks for itself. He understands as a talent what we go through and what we need to be more creatively energized. There has been a tendency in the past for creative to change last minute or we don't know where we're going. It's hard to bring everybody along on this journey if we're rambling. Triple H has a great eye for storytelling and for treating the women the same way he treats the guys. Just everybody's equal. How do we tell great stories? And that's all this is. Maybe we get to bring some words back. I like words. I like having a free range of lots of words, belts, fans, whatever else it is. That's a loaded statement. Because I know I think I think it was probably the same interview where earlier she had said it's sort something like sort of it's sort of sad and crazy that Vince is gone because he was always there. Um, but then to pivot, I mean, this is a this is a loaded quote. <laughs> This is yeah. a loaded quote. We have the opportunity to change some things that maybe weren't so great that we didn't love. I mean, that's a very diplomatic way of saying yes. it sucked around here. So this is um, the, uh, the beginning of her, her quote here in the CSPN piece is, it's a dawning of a new era. For me, it's crazy and sad because everything I've ever known about WB has always been had Vince in charge. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have WB the way it is if it wasn't for Vince. He's somebody who believed in me and allowed me to do everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, to say, yeah, things weren't great, though. Uh, everybody's ex- excited and optimistic. We know the people in charge are some of the greatest minds in the business. Triple Triple H, the head of the ship, is phenomenal. <laughs> what he does with NXT speaks for itself. Oh, man, yeah. He understands as a talent what we go through and what we need to be more creatively energized. There's been I love that quote. There's been a tendency in the past for creative change last minute. Or we don't know where we're going. It's and this this. I mean, it's, it's like it's like she she you know says, hey, thanks to Vince, I Vince and his company allowed me to get the platform that I have. But yeah, now it's time to make this this thing good again. You know, but make, he was make he was holding WWE, us back. Take WWE to another direction. Yes, he was holding this, but we don't know where we're going. Creative has changed at the last minute. It's hard to bring everybody along if we're rambling. Mm-hmm. If we're rambling, mm-hmm. doom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's great yep. to me. How how do we tell great stories? <laughs> how do we tell great stories? Triple H knows the other guy didn't. He was just he yeah. was just rambling the whole time. Just rambling. Just rambling. nothing. Nothing. In the words of Cena, nothing means anything. What are we doing? <laughs> it's just moves, and it doesn't mean anything. Look if at I, those if, people. If the, if the point of that match was for me to embody ruthless aggression, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying not to laugh that whole time. That's what oh made that man, funny. it was so great. It was so great. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, uh, very telling words there from from yes. Becky Lynch. So I yes. uh, can't wait to see what's going to go on. Uh, you know, now that Triple H is in charge and no more rambling is going to happen. Uh, hopefully, there won't be any rambling tonight on SmackDown. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We might see the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi. Perhaps, maybe. It's still We're still in the afterglow of SummerSlam. It's a SmackDown of SummerSlam. So last month, though, C2E2. And now, what is it? The Chicago? What is it? The Chicago... It's two C's, two C's and two E's. Entertainment Chicago. Expo, Chicago Convention and Entertainment, Comic Convention, Entertainment Expo. I don't think comics are involved, are they? Ch- Chicago Convention, Entertainment Expo. Entertainment. Uh, so last month, I'm C2E2 guessing. announced that uh, Sasha Banks would be appearing at the convention August 6th and 7th, take photos and sign autographs. Earlier this week, Sasha was advertised for a celebrity flag football game at the L.A. Rams practice facility. That's going down today, August the 5th. However, the Rams released updated rosters yesterday, August 4th, and Banks was no longer listed on their active roster. Could could this be an indication that Sasha could make an appearance on tonight's SmackDown in Greensville, South Carolina? I wonder if she had to get her lawyers in on that action. It's like, hey, we need to negotiate an out for the celebrity football game. I mean, I don't know. Probably did, to be honest with you. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. People take care of that shit, yeah. I guess it just remains to be seen if she shows up tonight. It's, 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 I mean, I think it's a pretty short window where she was advertised for this on Team Aaron Donald. And then within a couple days, not advertised for it. Or her name pulled from Team uh, Aaron Donald's roster. Um, you know, maybe it's something as simple as like, well, I have to fly to Los Angeles for this, and then I have to f- fly out to Chicago the next day, and just like, oh, this in terms of the logistics, the travel seems like it's going to be cutting it close or something. Uh, let's just not do the, the football game, or she's flying to Greensville, South Carolina tonight, and then out of Greensville, Chicago tomorrow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no say. Uh, but yeah, man, we're going to find out tonight if this is going to happen now or if it's still possibly going to happen later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see what goes down on SmackDown tonight. I think he's going to try to make another statement show, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, Raw's from Cleveland on, on, on Monday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where are they? Do we know where they're at? Where they're yeah, at? Greedsville, South Carolina. Oh, right, 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 right. <clears throat> it says right here in your notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, road to emergence, possibly. The most predictable pay-per-view of the year so far, Larson. I mean, it seems like it's pretty cut and dry, it seems like. I mean, let's look at this card right here. We got Sammy Callahan. What is it, Sammy but we Callahan? But we still have a, one more week of impact. We still have the go-home show. Oh, it's not until yeah, next yeah, yeah. Friday. It's a week from today, the show. is. It's not We know tonight. a bunch of the matches, though. Yeah. Uh, impact. Let's see here. Impact Wrestling Emergence. Uh, Mitch. Uh, Josh Alexander is going to beat Alex Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably going to be a wonk finish of some sort. Me, him, and Jordan Grace. Maybe. I don't know about that one. Uh, Rosemary and Taya versus Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. Oh, Rosemary and Taya are going to win that. You think that's a total thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's her? Yeah. Perazzo beat uh, Rosemary this week. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then Chelsea Green will probably beat Ty next week. Yeah. Uh, Bandito versus Ray Horace. That'll be a fun match. That'll be a fun match. Have they even been on it? Were they on Impact this week? No. Maybe the last thing Bandito did on Impact. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Bullet Club versus Honor No More. Yeah, maybe this isn't so cut and dry. Okay, Sammy Callahan versus Steve Macklin. Callahan's going to win that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I don't know because Ma- Moose could help Macklin win. Uh, man, Macklin is he could try. Macklin's not going to get a win over Death Machine. Come on now, thumbs up, thumbs down. You give that uh, one my, that idea a thumbs down. Okay, I do. I give it a thumbs down. God, he's so intense, Sammy Callahan. He is. I mean, his nickname is Death Machine. And then you got uh, Chris Saban and Kushida mm-hmm. versus Violent by Design with uh, Alex Shelley apparently uh, joining them ringside. He said he's not going to let the, the the numbers advantage uh, uh, exist for Violent by Design, so he's totally distracted from his main event bout. What did Saban call his team with Kushida? Him, Shelley, and Kushida. They're called, oh uh, shoot, the Triforce. Thinkers. Triforce. Triforce. That's right. That's a Zelda thing, isn't it? It is a Zelda thing. Yes. And then uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, who's going to beat Rocky Romero next week. He's going to beat oh, yeah. Jack Evans the next week, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, All what do you think of Impact points. this week, man? What do you think of Impact? Um, it was fun. There were was, was some solid matches. That main event was a lot of fun. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much longer PCO is going to be able to uh, put his body through all this. Um, oh, my God. That main event was fun. It was that, fun. That, the, the fin- so, like, the false finish was awesome where Gallows slams uh, PCO through the ring. That, I did not expect that at all. That, mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Uh, and then he gets up, you know, like the Frankenstein monster he is. Yeah. And then he gets out, and then he has that goofy glove. We're like, what is it? He fills it with the thumbtacks? Yeah. And that's supposed to be – but he's holding the thumbtacks in his hand. Well, I know yeah, he, he was, fills it with thumbtacks and then dumps the rest of the thumbtacks into his hand then drops an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then he sends Gallows into the uh, into the abyss there, yeah. and gets the win. I thought that was kind of goofy. Honor No More was, was they were pretty. It was really fun, and yeah, PCO takes a lot of damage. Honor No More was even more confusing this week than they usually are. What was that? Because I remember you mentioned this about Joe Gacy. Like, what the fuck was going on there? What was going on with uh, 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 Ed Edwards? And Josh, Josh Alexander, Alexander in the stairwell. <laughs> like, what was he? He was like, oh, yeah, we all know what goes on around here. I'm like, what? He's the champion. He should be pretty happy right now. I mean, I guess that's their way of setting up uh, Josh Alexander's next uh, next match. Ed Edwards? Yeah. 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 That'd be my mm-hmm. guess. Where, where Ed Edwards is like, hey, I used to be champ, and now I'm not champ. And look, now I'm with Honor No More. Do you want this to happen to you? No, then listen to me. You know? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Do you want to fall on, on hard times and have to join a, a lame faction? No? <laughs> listen to me. I'll, 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 I'll keep you off this path. Josh, you're looking at your future, man. You're looking at yeah. your future. I mean, you're going to be out there at the TV truck yanking Just think wires in 10 years, you're going to be a reunited Team Canada. Um, yeah. And, and you're going to be leading that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty goofy, but there was also a lot to appreciate here. I did um, like uh, the Giselle Shaw-Masha match. It, was, it wasn't long, but it was a lot of fun, and I, I, was, I was happy to see that they gave just Giselle a couple firsts against Masha. The first to actually, like, get Masha down for a two-count. That knee she hit 
to get that two count look good, look, huh? look real good. And then uh, Giselle was the first to kick out, not yeah. of Masha's finish, but of any anything else anything. that apparently Masha's done. Yeah, like and I like the other time in, Masha's got a two count is when she got off the pit. It fits into the story that Giselle was mentioning earlier. It's like I haven't had a close up opportunity, so mm-hmm. I could scout her. Now mm-hmm. that she has, I mean, are they going to rerun that at Emergence? What's the Maybe. situation? With There's that? already a lot yeah, of matches know. at Emergence, though, isn't there? There's eight <laughs> matches right now. Yeah, yeah. But, that seems about uh, right for the Impact Plus show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there there there's a little bit of filler, you know. Anytime there's no, because there was not an X division match, Mm-mm. and that usually is a highlight mm-hmm. of Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis. But there is some good stuff here. Let's just go ahead and dive into sure. it. it. Kicked off with Deanna Perazzo versus Rosemary. Of course, Rosemary had her crew with her, Taya and Jessica. Now uh, Jessica Havoc. Uh, happy Jessica. Yeah. And uh, it's great because on Havoc's uh, uh, Twitch stream, I noticed, because I think we raided her the other day, mm-hmm. uh, one of her, um, I think it's like a sub emote or a follow emote, is that awesome close-up of her smiling in the like the undead realm. Did you oh, like, did you great. see that episode? Yeah. It was yeah. okay, yeah. That was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty. I forgot if that was when you were on vacation or not. Um but uh but yeah, and so in this case though, you'd think the numbers advantage would 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 help Rosemary because uh, Chelsea Green I don't think was out there. No, they said that she was uh planning Deanna's bachelorette party. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. And so uh so Deanna at one point she gets pissed off uh, that uh, that Havoc's out there. It says, you know what, Havoc? Jessica, you're not invited anymore. Oh, that sends Jessica off. And mm-hmm. she gets she tries to get in the ring. She's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's distracting the ref. Rosemary hits a spear, goes for the cover. The ref doesn't count because he's distracted by Jessica trying to get in the ring. And then Deanna is able to get the roll-up on Rosemary for the win. Yep. After that, everybody's favorite faction, Honor No More, they're backstage. Ed Edwards has really persisted with his idea that PCO is not dependable, can't be relied on, is the weak link of Honor No More, and every bit of evidence suggests that Ed Edwards is apparently losing his mind um, <laughs> because nothing suggests that PCO is in any way. He's like the one of the few members of Honor No More that gets consistent wins. He gets consistent wins. He has no ego. No. And he does whatever they want. I know. Every he time. doesn't so, complain. I know. He never complains about never. anything. Never. So Tavins says, hey, we need to start learning how to trust each other. No more games. We have to focus on one goal. And Ed Edwards says, yeah, trust. Uh, we didn't know. What's that? Trust. We'll trust. Uh, Ed Edwards says, we need to know that we can count on each other. But one person I have questions about, that's you, PCO. And, uh, and Vincent's like, whoa, don't point fingers at him. Uh, let's not... Let us not be the ones that betray PCO. And then Ed Edwards says, all right, well, I got a test for you then, PCO. You take on Gallows in a street fight tonight. Prove that you're with us. You know, this is a great point here. Jorge says Vincent was on, was on an actual Ring of Honor show. That's Vincent is the traitor of Honor No More. He is Honor Some More. Honor More. Honor More. Honor More. Honor quite a uh, then we get the uh, Giselle Shaw interview. Uh, she's asked if she's avoiding Masha Slamovich. She says, no, I'm just trying to scout my competition. She says, I pay attention to the fine details. And Masha just hasn't given me a large enough sample size, essentially, to get the information I need. Mm-hmm. I suspect next week she's going to say, I have all the info I need. 
after being up close. Now I've I've figured out the algorithm. Yes. But uh, newsflash, she's still going to fall to the snowplow. Probably. Um, after that, we had uh, Black Taurus. Black, Black Taurus versus Brian Myers. Of course, Brian Myers the entire time was trying to duck uh, Bupinder Gujar, uh, mm-hmm. and, and instead he ends up with Black Taurus. How Black Taurus doesn't dominate every match he's in is sort of beyond me. I know Brian Myers needed to get his uh, some leverage on the ropes. He grabbed the ropes to get this win here, but uh, but still, um, Black Taurus is is a, he looks like a nightmare. You know? and he's a phenomenal talent. It's weird yeah, that, he's really talented, that yeah. he hasn't found greater success, either on Impact or AAA even, for that matter. Mm-hmm, yeah, He's a hell of a wrestler. And, and his, his, his mask his, is, too. He's like, oh, I don't know where I am. I don't know. It's but pretty I mean, impressive like, he's able to do the shit he can with that mask. No shit. I mean, it's really impressive he can do all the stuff he does with that giant, it's probably heavy, too, <laughs> mask he <laughs> it's wears. Probably like, it's probably like 15 pounds, man. Yeah, so or, uh, Taurus goes for his finish. Myers sticks his hand inside the mask to poke his eyes <laughs> and then rolls him up with a handful of tights to get the win. And then Bupinder uh, meets Brian Myers on the ramp as Myers is leaving, throws him back in the ring. Uh, Taurus and Crazy Steve hit him with some stuff, and then uh, Bupinder hits the gargoyle spear mm-hmm, on Brian mm-hmm. Myers. Uh, after that, we had a Jordan Grace interview. She says, I respect Mia Yim, and I know this opportunity means a lot to her, but this title means everything to me. At emergence, Mia is an obstacle, and Gia... You know what I do to obstacles? She hurdles them. Clears them, I guess. I don't know. Clears them, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we got Giselle Shaw versus Masha. Uh, went through kind of the major story beats here. Giselle avoids a knee for Masha. He hits an awesome running knee of her own. Gets a two count. Masha hits a bridging German suplex. Shaw kicks out of that, but shortly thereafter, uh, Masha hits a snowplow to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a quick flashback clip of Mia Yim beating Madison Rain for the knockout title, uh, for the knockouts title, and then we have a Mia Yim interview, mm-hmm. and she says, "I heard what Jordan Grace says. She says I'm more than an obstacle. I'm the final boss." Madison Rain steps in, says, "I just had surgery on my nose," and then Masha smashes my face in, and now Mia's kicking me while I'm down. Mia says, "You know what? I'm gonna kick you while you stand there," and then Gail Kim steps in. And she says, "Oh, I love this blast from the past here. I love." Taking a trip down memory road. She says, Mia, you are at your absolute best right now. So next week, Madison Rain, you're going to be taking on Mia Yim. And Madison's yeah. like, WTF, I'm making my Rampage debut this week, and next week I've got to still be on Impact. I know. It was it was interesting that Madison was like, Mia, you're to blame for the truck running that video, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Maybe 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 Mia put in a special request. Who knows? Anyways, yeah, then we had friends uh, in the production truck. Could be. Uh, we have Rosemary, Taya, and Jessica Havoc backstage, and Taya is saying, "You know, Rosemary, you can't be mad for what Havoc did." Said she's pretty much like a baby. She was reborn in the undead realm. She's trying to learn the ways of the world now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Again, and Rosemary was like, "What's even the point of assembling?" The numbers advantage, we can't even use that to our advantage. And she says to Havoc, you know, Decay is family, but after being in the uh, dead realm, maybe you're not ready. And Havoc says, no, I am ready. And at Emergence, I promise, promise you'll retain the tech titles. And, like, everything's fine. And then she starts kicking up with the silliness again. She's like, they're going to need a wambulance. Yeah. And she's like, wait, why are you mad now? Uh, That was pretty funny. So I really like what Jessica Havoc's doing right now. I think it's really funny Yeah, she's been doing great work. 
after that, we had violent by design. But it's Diener and uh, and the big man uh, Doring, confused cowboy, versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, so uh, of course, Motor City Machine Guns, they're awesome. There is Saban. How, how he does that, like leaping jackknife cover. Oh yeah, <laughs> out, out of the crucifix pin. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was sick. He got that. <laughs> that was after a, a suicide dive onto a <laughs> confused cowboy who like sold like <laughs> he sort of like caught him a little bit and then just sort of very gently like crumbled to the ground. <laughs> He's like, ah, I guess I'm out of this match. I'm just gonna lay here for a bit. So Diener eats the pin there. Uh, afterwards, violent by design, layout, Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Kushida runs to the ring to make the save. Eric Young then runs to the ring and hits Kushida with a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, then we get a Motor City Machine Guns Kushida promo, I guess. Triforce is what they're calling themselves. Triforce. Uh, Saban says, well, Shelly's got a title match at Emergence, so Kushida and I will challenge you, violent by design, to a tag match there. Uh, Shelly says... Uh, to Kushida and Saban, you're my brothers. If really? I need to, I'll be there to even out the numbers game. And then Josh Alexander apparently was overhearing it, stepped right in. was like, hey, you got a title match against me, Demergence. I want you at your best. So he leaves, walks through a door, and there's Ed Edwards, yeah, standing yeah. there. Stay and he well. says, you know, Shelly's not taking you seriously enough. You're riding high right now. You're the champ. You're the top of the mountain. The problem is you can't see what's on the other side. I've been there. I know what happens. If you need help, I'm there for you. What's a cooler time traveling name for that faction of the Time Splitters plus Chris Saban? Hmm. They can either call themselves Gray Sports Almanac or the yeah. Flux Capacitors. Flux Capacitor. Or you're just Flux Capacitor, you know, singular, yeah, like as a yeah. unit. Right, they are because then didn't that, that have three prongs to it? It had one. It had one river it's going like up a y. And splitting into two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got three points there. Yeah, flux capacitor, <clears throat> better name. Right, it's a good name right there. How about uh, Mister Fusion? <laughs> it's good too. Well, I mean, that's what he threw the trash into. <laughs> right, exactly. I guess that would be more appropriate for Honor No More. Yes. Uh, after that, we had Raj Singh versus Sammy Callahan. Poor Raj Singh. This dude comes out. <laughs> People are like, wait, who's this guy again? <laughs> Sammy he just wrecks zero, him. He gets zero crowd reaction. <laughs> it was as if it was like a, you know, like a, a stagehand was coming to the ring. They thought they didn't realize that the taping was going on right now. He just comes out and everybody's like, who's that guy? So anyways, yeah, he gets murdered by the death machine, appropriately named. Hits him with uh, the, what is it called? Cactus driver? Yeah. 97 or I mean, whatever. It's a pile driver. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a pile driver. Um, so afterwards, uh, uh, Sammy's got a, a promo that he wants to cut. He calls out Moose. I'm not done fighting. Calls out Moose. And then, uh, and then the lights go down and Moose's music hits. <laughs> and then, and then Macklin appears and fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the commentary? Not uh, drama King. The other guy, Tom, oh, Tom, Hannifin. Tom Hannifin. Hannifin. He says, is that Moose? And it's like, it's a dude clearly has a full head of hair, man. What are you talking about? <coughs> so then, uh, yeah, uh, Moose tries to surprise attack Sammy with a spear. But I don't know, maybe his, his jammies, because it looked like he was wearing pajamas when he was in there. Sammy's able to fend him off. Macklin hits the ring. Sammy fends him off, too, looks for a pile driver. Macklin hits him in the dick balls area. 
Moose mm-hmm. falls with a spear, and then Moose rolls out of the ring. Macklin hits Sammy with a double underhook DDT. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of confused here. Moose said that him and Macklin were not a team, Larson. Yeah. Why are they now acting like they are a team? I mean, as Drama King Matt said, maybe it's not so much they're a team. They have a common enemy, mm-hmm. that being Death Machine Sammy Callahan. Oh, they yeah, think, okay. I mean, rather than thumbs up Sammy, they both said thumbs down. Uh-huh. And even though they might not be an ace or of alliance, it might be a temporary deal because they don't like Sammy. Did they just coincidentally show up at the same time? Like Moose's music hits and then Macklin shows up on the ramp because he thinks it's supposed to be his music. Yeah. It's like a Shane McMahon, Randy Orton situation at the yes. Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes. Anyways, after that, we had an awesome Killer Kelly video yeah, package. Really they're, doing a, they're doing a great job, mm-hmm. you know, building up her, uh, bringing her in. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. And we had a Bullet Club promo. Uh, Carl Anderson says Bullet Club is box office. Gallo's going to finish off PCO forever. And uh, the rest of us, we're going to stay in back and let Gallo's handle his business. And Gallo says he's going to beat PCO with anything that isn't nailed down to the floor. And I'm going to send PCO straight to hell. Chris Bay and Ace Austin, they hype up the five-on-five tag match at Emergence. And Gallo's then delivers the recipe on how he's going to defeat PCO and involves a magic killer and a two-sweet. Do you think, I mean, is is this finally going to be? Because I don't know, man. Ed Edwards saying, hey, Josh Alexander, I got next. I feel like that's going to be Josh Alexander versus the entirety of Honor No More. I kind of feel like they're going to win this match against Bullet Club. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably thanks to PCO, by the way. Yeah. uh, Who, like we mentioned at the intro of the, the Impact Wrestling results, had a killer match, a street fight against Doc Gallows. It didn't matter. Nobody was wearing jeans. Man, this was a killer match right here. This it was a, a ton of fun. fun. Yeah. ton of fun. ton of fun. So uh, towards the end, PCO like clips off the ties that keeps the canvas down the mat, and he pulls it back, hits uh, Gallows in the head uh, with some trash cans, and then just pulls back the padding so exposing the wood. Mm-hmm. So Gallows comes over with some chain wrapped around his fist, punches PCO, hits uh, the gas mask on the exposed wood gets a two. Uh, PCO puts a drum set on the apron, puts Gallo's head through the bass drum, and then he puts Gallo's on the apron, setting up for the, the mood salt off the top rope onto the apron. Gallo's gets up and choke slams him off the second rope through the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the gimmick, so there's a boom. hole there and goes through the ring. Yeah. So the ref starts with the standing Ted count. PCO barely beats it. Uh, PCO hits reverse DDT on the exposed boards grabs a bag of thumbtacks and a glove, puts a bunch of them in the glove, puts the glove on, puts a bunch more thumbtacks in his hand, hits an elbow drop off the second rope, Gallows rolls into the hole in the ring, and PCO just stands on top of him to get the win. Yup. Really yeah. fun bout, though. It was really fun stuff. Uh, we also had an NXT UK. So, uh, biggest new... There was, two, there was two things that happened really sort of primarily here. Number one, the biggest bit of news, uh, Ilya Dragunov suffered an ankle injury. Cut a mm-hmm. promo at the beginning of the show. He suffered an ankle injury uh, during the Wolfgang match. They showed the replay of it. Those are always so hard to watch, but they love showing yeah. those replays. They do. Especially when it's an ankle. They'll just replay it and replay it. So I thought the um, same, they did the same thing when Blair broke her ankle, When right? Blair broke hers, I know. a couple times, I know. Yeah, it was awful. Um, so uh, he delivered just a really killer promo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, I was texting you while I was watching it. And I like that they're loading up the BT Sports Arena with more people. And they are really starting to come alive a little bit more. And thank, thanks to number one terrific matches. But also, Ilya is just a hell of a promo. You yeah, can't, you presence, cannot, yeah. 
you cannot not watch the TV when he's on, man. He's terrific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, so they're going to have a tournament to determine new champion. By the way, we know the spoilers are already out there, but please, if you're you know looking at our comments or whatever, don't po- post any spoilers. Chat, yeah. same with you. Um, so did we're you see get... who ended up winning? Don't say who, but did you see who ended up getting the win ultimately? I did. I did. Um, so we we have a what is an eight man? No, is an yeah. eight man? Eight. Yeah, it's an eight yeah. man. You got Wolfgang and Trent Seven. You got Charlie Dempsey and uh, uh, Oliver, Oliver Carter, Carter for yep. their story. You got Tyler Bate and the cockroach, Kenny Williams. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Joe Coffey and mm-hmm. what's the last one? Joe Mark Coffey Andrews. And Mark Andrews, that's right. Uh, so that tournament kicks off next week, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that's interesting stuff. You know, we're not going to speculate about who would win because we already know. Yeah, we know who wins, so... Speculation would quickly turn to spoil spoilers, probably. <laughs> exactly. Inadvertently, one way or the other. I will say this before I knew about the actual outcome, but I because there was a gap of time, you know, between it was like, oh, yeah. I, okay, Ilya's out. Um, the person I most want and was hoping it would make the most sense would be Trent Seven. Would love that. Would absolutely love it if he gets that UK title. Um, so I'll just say that that was my initial thoughts going into this without spoiling who, uh, who won, if it was him or if it wasn't him, not going to divulge that here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also this was weird. We were supposed to get, <clears throat> yeah, this, this was, was a strange. drag. Mako Satamora versus Saray was supposed to be on the card tonight. Supposed to be the main event of the show. Yeah. Then before the match starts, Blair Davenport comes to the ring and says, I'm sorry. But your originally scheduled main event's not happening because of me. Um, I guess the implication is that she beat him up, although they didn't go backstage to show trainers attending to Mako and Saray or anything like that. So then Sid Scala comes out and tells her, go backstage. Eventually we get Amel, we get Eliza Alexander, and we get Isla Dawn uh, all in the arena and all trying to make their case that they should be getting a title opportunity. Well, Blair and Isla are both in the ring, in the ring gear. So Sid just says, we need a main event tonight. You two have a match. Uh, winner will be new number one contender. However, nobody won. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we still know why we didn't have Saray versus Mako. Nor do we have a number one contender to face the winner of that match for the women's title. Yeah, I mean, they even referenced on NXT this past week that Saray was in the UK trying to win titles there, and Mandy was mm-hmm. like, and now you're over here trying to win titles. Um, this was confusing, uh, and uh, and I'm disappointed that we didn't get Mako versus Saray. I hope we still get that match, but know. given you know the the excursion schedule situation, who knows if we're going to? I I didn't look at the full spoilers for uh, for the upcoming NXT, so I don't know mm. if we're going to get that match. I probably should have. I mean, I spoiled the other stuff for me. Um, well, here, go ahead and start with the Ilya match. I'll see if... I'll see so, if yeah, happens. Ilya comes out. Uh, he walks to the ring on crutches. He has a big old boot on, walking boot. He says, last week against Wolfgang, I suffered an injury, a severe ankle injury early in the match, but I fought on until the very end. He says, I fought till the end because this title is not a privilege. Being UK champ means to fight to be the very best in this brand, and this brand has only had fighting champs 
And as much as I would love to continue to do that, I can't. He says, this injury means that I won't be medically cleared. And since no one knows how long I'll be out, I have to relinquish the title today. He said, uh, what should I say? Should I talk about how hard I worked for this? Uh, He says, because I won't. Everybody backstage is working hard. Or should I talk about my hard past? He says, no, I'm not going to. We all have to fight our own battles. Or should I talk about the fact that if I would have been more careful while fighting, this injury wouldn't have happened? No, I don't regret anything. When I look at the ring, I see bits of my own soul in the canvas. He says, I fought with my soul as the NXT UK champion. And as sad as I am to relinquish the title, sad as I am to know that someone else will take my place, I know one thing. No one beats me except myself. I'll come back as a better man. And if you think I was strong holding this title, you'll be shocked to see how strong I am to get it back. And then he puts the title on the mat. And by this time, the whole crowd is chanting, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were chanting like one of his phrases in Russian. I can't. I couldn't really tell to kick things off. Uh, but they were fired up, man. That This is the most fired up I've seen that BT Sports crowd get yeah, since you know, they've was, let people back in. Yeah, it's great to see the, the, the UK crowds get that enthusiastic again because it has been a while. Uh, after that, we get a video package of Chase U in London. They're out touring the sites, and they arrive at the uh, UK Performance Center, and there's Shaw Samuel sitting oh, on the sidewalk in front of the building. Bum-ass Shaw. Yeah, and so uh, Chase says to Bodie, hey, go motivate him, essentially. So Bodie goes over there and gives him a pep talk and say, hey, even you could get into Chase U. And then Shaw... Uh, raises his head and starts yelling at Bodie. He says, you know, I may have lost everything. I may have lost my house, my wife, all my jackets, my shoes, but I still got my trunks and my boots, and I still work here. And he storms I'm and goes I'm going to talk to Johnny Saint. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Bodie and, and Chase are like, well, this that, he works here? Yeah, <laughs> great. This was actually really well done because it as was. soon as Bodie walks up to him, Shaw sort of turns his head and goes, oh, more of these yanks. Because <laughs> of all these excursions over from NXT. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought this whole thing was good, man. Chase you saying, oh, look, man, we have a teachable moment right here. This mm-hmm. guy looks down and out. We don't leave anybody behind. Yep. Um, so, anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Johnny, uh, Saint, and Sid chatting backstage. What do you think of Johnny rocking those big old sideburns, man? Those, like those are nice sideburns there. Yeah, man. Uh, he says they announce uh, that they're going to have an eight man tournament to crown a new champ. And the competitors in the brackets will be revealed. Uh, uh, then we got Oliver Carter versus Rohan Raja. Um, one point, Raja backdrops Carter on the top rope, but doing in doing so, he helps Carter take out Familia. And then Carter traps Raja between the apron and the skirt, hits some shots, hits spitting a heel kick to get the win. Uh, Familia attacks Carter after the match. Uh, Dempsey puts him in the half crab, and the ref comes out to break it up. Man, they're just, they're just killing D Familia here, man. It's break it's breaking my heart right here. Um so yeah, hopefully hopefully Dempsey won't hopefully Dempsey will avoid the trifecta next week or whenever they have that match cuz Oliver Carter was kind of beat up this week, but it's probably just going to be like an underdog victory for him. Ugh. Anyways, after that, we had a Thea Hale promo. Uh she uh she's like, "Hey, I could have gone to Harvard or Yale, but Chase U is the place for me." And then Eliza Alexander steps and just starts talking shit. So I'm sick of these Americans coming to UK and taking opportunities from me. So I should be getting title shots. Beating people up around here gets people attention. Gets people's attention. Someone make a statement against you. 
and prove that Chase U. And, and Hale was just taking all. She was like, yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. But a yeah, second, yeah. Eliza Alexander mentions Chase U. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. You've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Chase U is the best university in the world. <laughs> she turns around and says, Chase U. And then yeah. Eliza looks in the camera and says, Chase U? Does she want me to chase her? That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. funny. Uh, then we got a D Familia interview. So Teo Man says to, to Raja and Dempsey, hey, go get some ice, get some drinks. I got this. And so he's asked, what are your feelings about the loss? He says, a loss. A loss. Did you see what we did out there, Dolliver Carter? He says, the eye uh, uh, always sees what's ha- going to be happening. I'm like, no, I mean, Raja got pinned. That's an L, man. Yeah, that's an L. The, but both my, I had both my eyes going. Both my yeah. eyes saw that was an L. You guys look like exactly. clowns out there. And so Sam Gradwell walks up from behind, and he says, "My eyes see that Tao Man only gets his way around here. Uh, get only gets his way around here because he has other people doing his dirty work." He says, "But if Tao Man stood across the ring from him, the eye wouldn't have a plan against Sam Gradwell." Your eye is dirt worst. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Bodie Hayward versus Shaw Samuels. I thought if there was any opportunity to give a win to somebody from NXT, you know, this would be it. Because Shaw Samuels comes out, he's playing this up beautifully. He's got the cloth sack on a stick with mm-hmm. like just it's just a trash sack he's like pulling trash out of it yeah um he's got like a well, he pulls his hat out yeah uh, yeah yeah he pulls it and he panhandles down the ramp <laughs> he's trying to get a couple of quid here and there you know what what how many how many pence you got in your pocket there mm-hmm. uh and he's got like for some reason he's elected he's got his wrestling tr- trunks on uh his singlet on but he's electing to wear a, like a ripped up this honestly is like something out of w steve w or fun wrestling when we want to signify somebody on hard times we have them wrestle in a stained uh uh uh, uh tank, top. tank top yeah yeah undershirt yeah so that's what that's what he's doing here and uh and Bodie's pretty much dominating these things but he goes he goes for a couple corner splashes and he's like i'm gonna do one more he totally calls a shot mm-hmm. shaw moves out of the way Bodie hits the top turnbuckle head first and then Shaw follows with his spine buster finish to get the win on Bodie Hayward. Yep. Uh, then uh, Oliver Carter, he's leaving the trainer's room. He's asked, how's your leg doing after uh, Charlie Dempsey putting you in the half crab? Says, it's in bad shape, but I'll be good. So then Sid walks up to him and tells Oliver, you're going to be in the title tournament. You got a match next week against Charlie Dempsey. Yeah. And then Carter's like, Next week. Uh, mm, ah, uh, you know what? No injury is going to keep me out of the tournament. I'll be good. And then he turns and he limps away. And Sid's like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? You idiot. You couldn't have put him week two? Man, yeah, I know. give him some time here, dude. I know. Uh, after that, we had a video package for the title tournament. We already mentioned who's going to be fighting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had uh, what was supposed to be Saray versus Mako Satamora. Instead, Blair Davenport comes out. She says, I'm sorry there's been a break in our originally scheduled program because earlier today, Mako and Saray experienced something unexpected. Me. Which is kind of cool given that, like, apparently she's alluding to the fact that she took out both competitors. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty impressive, especially because Mako always has a, a Millie McKenzie following her around. Exactly. So I guess she probably took out Millie, too. Oh. Uh, so uh, then Sid comes out all in a panic, sweaty, slimy Sid. <laughs> says, go backstage, Blair. Uh, Blair says, ever since I've been I've been back from injury, Mako's been ignoring me. He says, if she hadn't broken or if I hadn't broken my ankle, I'd be women's champ. Sid's like, yeah, he's like, I know. He's like, or she says, Sid knows this, everybody in the studio knows this, and if I don't get what I want, 
I'm going to keep making trouble here in NXT UK. So Mel comes out in a very green outfit and says, that's not how this works. Everybody here wants to be next. Challenge Mako, and I'm willing to work for it. And uh, or and they're willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. And Eliza Alexander comes out next. She's got some gray sweatpants on. Says, maybe Blair has a point. The louder you are, the more people pay attention. But neither of you deserve to be next in line as long as I'm there. And then Blair says, I deserve to be next in line for the title. And then Isla's behind her. All of a sudden, she shows up. Mm -hmm. She says, I don't recall you ever beating me. And Sid's like, fine, whatever. We still need a main event. You, you, fight. Winner is number one contender. He's so over it by that point. (laughs) So am I, to be honest with you. It was a lot of talking here. And then we had Isla Dawn versus Blair Davenport. Uh, So Isla hits a top rope meteora. Covers Blair, but then Eliza pulls her out of the ring. Ref calls for the bell. Isla drops Eliza with a forearm, and Mel hits Blair with a pump kick. Isla gets back in the ring. She kicks a Mel. Eliza gets in the ring, kicks Isla. Blair spears Eliza. Ref comes out, breaks up the brawl. No resolution whatsoever. No resolution whatsoever. None. Uh, We got some G1 results. We had five matches last night. Here's who won. Jeff Cobb defeated Jonah. Mm-hmm. Tetsuya Naito defeated Aaron Hanare. Mm-hmm. Taichi defeated Chase Owens. Mm-hmm. Go Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Evil. And then in mm-hmm. a bit of an upset, I think, mm-hmm. Yujiro Takahashi defeated Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, current score, Steve, you got 52 points. For August, yes. This is the Good August job. predictions. It's yes. only exclusive to the G1. Only the G1. I have 48, and Force are still with a pretty massive lead at 58 points. He's building a wall. Yeah, so everything stands pat from uh, the other night. And then we've got more tonight in the G1 as well. Yes, so, we do. Uh, we do. There's a yeah. uh, couple matches here that uh, we differ our picks on. So hopefully they go my way. <laughs> go they Archer. They do. I'm tied with you. Go Archer and go uh, Osprey. Uh, Osprey, yeah. I don't know about For that. You, I, I, need, I need Shingo and I need Yano to win those ones. Shingo might come through, man. I think so. I'm not, I don't know about you. Yano. There's a SmackDown tonight. Three segments announced. First, Roman Reigns to address his Clash of the Castle challenger, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one will be fun. Gauntlet match, because gauntlet matches are always fun. Oh, those are great. To it's like a lot who, of people in this thing, too. Yeah, to determine who <laughs> will face Liv at Clash of the Castle. It's, uh, it's Raquel, Raquel, Natalia, Shayna, Shotzi? Shotzi yes, Zia Lee, Sonya, and Aaliyah. Sonya. Aaliyah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to take up a good chunk of time right there, man. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Nakamura against Ludwig Kaiser. And if Nakamura wins, he gets an IC title shot. Which hopefully that happens at Clash of the Castle. Get the Intercontinental oh, title back course. on pay-per-view. Absolutely. Are you kidding me for that European crowd? Ooh! Mm-hmm. That's going to be mm-hmm. good stuff. We have time to answer a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, I did at the very last minute uh, by request of uh, the wild card, Luis Put up a question thread. We got a couple questions here. If you're in the Twitch chat, feel free to highlight something and maybe we'll read it. Uh, let's see here. Blake Whitehouse letting us know that he was uh, front row at the Impact tapings wearing an orange and white striped shirt during the Gallows mm. PCO match. He says, it was easily the most fun I've had a wrestling show. What is it about smaller shows that feel more special compared to big area shows? We'll talk about smaller shows in the Northern California area here in Sacramento. A week from this weekend, so the 13th of August. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. Action Coast Wrestling. We've got some big decisions to make uh, later on today. Right now, actually, if you're watching this right now at Friendo Club TV is episode two of Friendo Road. The negotiations continue between uh, us and Joe DeSoul 
over ownership of Action Coast Wrestling. Their next show is August 13th, regardless of whether or not we uh, decide to take them up on that offer. Also, uh, you got to check out the Going In Raw Stakes in this week's Friendo yeah. Road, so be Man, sure to that check that day. out. That was a really fun day. Um, blast. What is it about smaller shows? that They're more intimate. You get to you get to watch their them ply their trade close up, you know, and uh, they're more interactive. More I think, yeah, yeah. A more interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, let's see here, David Matushek. Uh, what do you think should be the crowd reaction for Sasha and Naomi's return if it happens oh, tonight? Just everybody's gonna cheer. It should be on par with like Raj Singh. <laughs> people are just confused. <laughs> they show up and people just they just stop. It's just crickets. <laughs> they just walk out. No music. No Tron. They just walk out, and everybody's They're like, just "There, huh?" You just hear, whoosh, like, "Wow!" No, wow. it should be explosive. The whole roof yeah. should come off that. Yeah, place. roof will off the place. What uh, kind of question is that? Owen likes comics. Asked if CM Punk isn't back for All Out and doesn't seem like he will be. That's my own editorializing there. Uh, what's the biggest match AEW could book for Moxley and the World Title? I assume it All Out. Um, well, if this Mox Jericho match it actually has a finish, and they don't revisit it at all out, um, you know what it's got to be, man. I mean, I don't know how you motivate it, and I don't even know if you want to do this because he already had a title shot against Hangman, but Danielson versus Mox. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blackpool Combat Club's like the biggest thing right now mm-hmm. in AEW. They're the strongest faction. And that's that's the match. That's a that's a WWE yeah. headlining match. Yeah, it is. Yep. Oh, and maybe wow, Luis. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, just given Mox's promo, he's sort of faced with the idea right now of facing a stablemate. I mean, I know Jericho just won, but in that mm-hmm. promo, mm-hmm. he had to address mm-hmm. the idea of facing a stablemate. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily foreshadowing. But it could be interpreted that way if he's confronted with that again. Definitely. Uh, Luis Areza, what have been your favorite Miro slash Rusev quotes of all time? Let's take Dog Ziggler out of it because that's obviously number one. Uh, of course, absolutely. Um, man, so much of the stuff, uh, the, uh, the, the, the neck of sand line. The first time he referenced the neck of sand. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. You, you cursed me with, uh, with uh, what was it? Uh, you cursed me with the neck of sand and I don't know, something it was like yeah, a powerful. good thing. And then yeah. the neck yeah. of sand. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, um, it was so good. That was, that was, that was the best line right there. Body of granite. Jonathan said, Oh, there you go. Yeah. Body of granite, neck of In sand. The neck of yeah. sand. Gosh, that was so, Oh yeah. Mr. Sinister says calling Bobby rude, Bob rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he always, he made everything. He did what he could in WWE. Oh, absolutely. With what he was given. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Don Knox says, uh, uh, I never watched AEW. Do y'all believe the best AEW pay-per-views are better than the best takeovers? He said, I love takeovers, and I think they're very rewatchable. I think they're I mean, obviously, that's a par. subjective. One advantage takeovers have is that they don't take up your whole day. You're two, two and a half hours. That's true. Five matches, really awesome wrestling, but all out last year was like an all time great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. So, I mean, there's advantages to each. AEW does have some really good in ring wrestling, mm-hmm. and they can at times tell some pretty fun stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, 
you've made this point that a lot of so much of what made NXT NXT what it was, you know, from like 2018 to 2020 is pretty much going on in AEW right now. So if you really enjoy prime takeover era NXT, you might enjoy AEW because it's a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Stinky Bojangles says, what will the pro wrestling landscape look like in five years? Will AEW still be in business? Are WWE yeah. going to sell? Or will they attempt world domination again? So these specific, like predicting five years is tough because who knows. But these yeah. individual questions, will AEW still be in business? Yes, I believe mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Is WWE going to sell? I think it's a distinct possibility. Um, but uh, things, yeah, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a possibility. I, I definitely think it's a possibility. Um, will they attempt global localization? I sincerely doubt it. I think that's something that Nick Khan probably um, came in and said, I don't know if this is really what you want to do if you want to get this company ready to be sold for the highest price. Um, you want to keep it focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sh- I would not be shocked if that was the situation there. Yeah. Uh, Sean Chan says Ethan Page getting another manager seems like a bad idea other than Page who is suffering from having a manager and who would benefit most from having one says AEW or WB your call I w- in this situation if it's Ethan Page as top guy of a faction mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me yeah right because uh, um, Ethan Page is really good on the mic so is Stokely yeah right there's yeah. a chance there for some good interaction sort of like when yeah. Punk and Heyman were uh, a team. Right, yeah. Punk didn't need a manager. Right, yeah. But him with Heyman was a lot of fun because they knew how to play off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to see how this goes. You know, because especially early on, Lambert was more or less the mouthpiece for Paige and Sky, which made no sense because they're both really good talkers. Yet Lambert was doing most of the talking for him, and that eventually changed a bit. Um, but hopefully with this arrangement... With this faction, it'll be Paige and Stokely working off each other, and that could be that could be pretty good. That could be pretty good. I agree with everything you said. Uh, Mayor Plant Houston says, uh, "If the Vince scandal had taken place in 2018, would AEW exist today?" I think there's a there's a I think it's like a fifty fifty shot. I really do. I mean, the Young Bucks loved to to clown Triple H. But, you know, I, I kind of think that the, the whole idea was Triple H was like, hey, you know, uh, I, can, I can get you guys somewhere. But no, Vince is there. Vince is not going to, you mm-hmm. know. I think, I think it's a 50-50 shot. I really do. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Uh uh, Zach DeJong says, who do you think will be the next three AEW champions after Punk slash Mox? Danielson's probably going to be in there. Danielson, Cole is probably a likely situation. They might even, if he's if he's healthy and, and happy, they might put it back on Kenny. He's going to be huge when he comes back. Yeah. Um, I, I think you got to consider Ricky Starks, too. It's obvious based on that promo last week, two weeks ago, well, a week, ten days ago. Nine days. That they're they're setting him up for a massive push. 
Um, so in a year's time, he could be he could be in the the world title picture. If he takes the MJF spot, if Tony Khan is like, "Hey, I need another young guy that I can really start building um, and and have him be on par with these WWE names um, and Kenny." Uh, then you, you you could absolutely be right because I think MJF would have been in that conversation had it not Definitely. been for the falling out. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Or as Jorge here says, could be two dimes. It could be Cole Carter. That's right. Now that he's yeah. a member of the factory, apparently they're what? getting ready. Yeah, you didn't see that. No. Yeah, he's he's part of the factory now. Did that happen on Rampage tonight? No, it happened on like Dark or something. <laughs> Wait a second! Oh, oh, were they recruit? They were trying to recruit him on. I yeah, thought they you were missed trying that. To get him- that was on Rampage last week. I no, believe. no, no. I know. I thought they were trying to get him into a match or something. <laughs> I didn't. No, know it was QT saying, "Hey, come, come join us. I can help you." And he did that. Apparently. Oh wow. Oh, Jorge says, "Yeah, that was a spoiler." I was going to tell you, Steve. Oh no. Oh wow. Yeah, Sorry if that was a spoiler, everybody. Oh yeah, dude. Wow. You said no darker elevation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, all right, anyways, that's going to do it for us today. Actually, let's do this last one. White Brownie says, what would be the best way to salvage a 24-7 title without scrapping it? Put it on somebody. Make it the network it on, title. Yeah, we'll put it on somebody good and yeah. have it be like an open open challenge title. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Raw and Friendo Club at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.